Hello, and thank you for joining When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. Life never is perfect, but it can be beautiful in every situation. God can take our challenges and turn them into a beautiful picture. So when our picture isn't perfect, let's focus on the one who is. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Megan. Our lives are not perfect. Things go wrong. Bad things happen. But with God's help, we are making our masterpieces. Hello, welcome back, you guys, to um, another podcast episode. Um, Today, we're going to talk about um, making time for personal Bible study. And we have a very special guest with us. Um, I kind of know her a little bit. Um, it's Cindy Rogers. Yay! I'm so excited. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite, guys. Mm-hmm. Want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm I'm Cindy Rogers, and I live in Maryville, Tennessee, with my husband Wayne. We have two boys. Chris and Matthew, and they're not boys anymore. They're men, and they're married. <laughs> and Chris is married to Caitlin, and they have Piper, our first grandbaby. And we're here visiting them in Idaho. I'm so excited. And Matthew is married to Olivia, and they live very close to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we just are so proud of our kids and all that they're doing. You should be. I love that y'all are doing this podcast together. It's awesome. Thank you so much. You should be very proud of your family. They're all sweethearts. I'm a little biased, but (laughs) I love them. Well, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. And I'm so... I thought I deleted all of my notes, but oh, I'm I didn't. so sorry. Oh, good. <laughs> Many little heart attack. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you want to go ahead and just jump in? Yeah, sure. Okay. So we are going to be talking about um, personal Bible study and personal growth because um, with everything that life throws at us, this can be something that easily gets put on the back burner. Um, yes. Or like easily gets shoved aside for other things. And other things are important, but um, this should be very important. So when our lives are full of things, very of good things, like being a wife, being a mom, being a student, being an employee, how do we make the time for Bible study? Well, um, when it comes to personal Bible study, honestly, I've struggled all through the years. I saw Wayne go from not being a Christian to a Christian to then a preacher, and his study just climbed, climbed, climbed. And I just kind of plateaued with little kids and working and stuff, and I just felt like here he is gaining so all this knowledge, and then I'm just flatlining. And I was ashamed, and I didn't know where to begin getting out of that. And so um, 
I had to begin with knowing the priority. You know, Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God. So all of these good things that we have in our lives are only going to be better for us if we study and know how God wants us to be that employee, that mom, that wife, all of those things that are good blessings in our life, but we won't fully fulfill those roles if we don't know how God wants us to do those. And so that's where I started in my mind, trying to make the priority of Bible study. Have I struggled all through the years? Sure. I let things get in front of that and not sat down daily and studied my Bible. And, and my prayer life always goes down when I'm not studying because <clears throat> I'm not seeing the priority. And I know I've said that word over and over, but, <laughs> but that's, the, that's the whole crux of it is making that the priority. Mm-hmm. I know. It um, is- and so one thing I found that helps is remembering that Bible's, the Bible is the plan. That's, that's where we begin. That's where we end. That's what is going to help us get through struggles, help us see the joy in things, all of, all of that. So we teach our children early that the Bible is God's word, and we pat the Bible, and we say how important the Bible is, and we teach them to be thankful for the Bible. So why would that amazing book not be a priority for me daily to get into it, to read it, to study it? And, you know, we're always to be pressing toward the mark, Philippians 3.14. And so how do we press toward the mark? By knowing how to. And that's, that's the plan. And knowing that that's the plan. And I mean, we do, we tell our kids all the time, you, you should read the Bible. Let's read the Bible together. And, and so we need to have that personal relationship with God so that we are growing our faith every day. I love that. I have a, um, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? I just said, I love that. <laughs> um, I have a friend that has three children. And when I met her, they were all little like toddlers, four years old and down. And um, she would get up about an hour or so early before they did, and she did her Bible study. And she still continues to do that. So now her kids are older, and they see her in her chair with her Bible and with her markers and all of that. But they've seen that all through their life. And she has read through the Bible, I don't know how many times, it's very inspiring. She was a 20-something when I met her, and she just had it down. Like, she made that a priority, and, and um, it was very inspiring. And she didn't just, like, sit and read. She was memorizing, and she was getting those scriptures, and she had prayer time during that time and had her coffee, and, and I just thought, wow, she's doing it, <laughs> you know? And, and so... My first tip, I guess, with moms, with littles, would be to get up a little earlier and have that quiet time with God. Say your prayers, have your list of of maybe some people that you want to pray for, things that you want to pray about. I'm a list maker, so I have to have my list. And um, Or maybe you're a night owl. Stay up later. 
and do it then. You know, whatever works for you, wherever, maybe it's nap time in the middle of the day, wherever you can find that time, but start that habit. Um, and you know, this, this habit that we're talking about is not just a habit of cleaning your dishes or making sure your sink is clear at night. You know, those kind of things are important, but this is a habit that will change your life. And so I think that making that a priority is, is the best habit that we will ever start. Right. A habit that will change your life. I like that. Because there's a, a lot of, um, you know, make make your um, rhythms and make your habits and, you know, yeah. put your life in order. But this is ultimately, if we're going to do one thing, this is it. This is the one thing yes. that we have to do. And from a nurse perspective, those 12-hour shift days where you're... They're 12 hours, quote, in quotes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, you're up, you know, when it's still dark outside, and you come home when it's dark outside, and it's almost bedtime for the kids. Let me tell you, it is hard to fit anything else in to that day. Right. So it's going to have to be intentional. Like, it, it just has to be an intentional decision. It's not something that you'll just, you know, wake up and, oh, look, I have time for this today. Right. Mm -hmm. Those days are going to be the hardest. And, you know, I was told years ago that during those times when our kids are small, that's our evangelistic um, efforts. We're evangelizing them. Mm -hmm. And so reading the Bible with them. You know, we we want to make that a priority. We want to make sure that they know that that's something that is going on. But what better for them to see us doing it personally? Um, but yeah, those, those days are hard. And you may get 15 minutes. You may get 10 minutes. But if you're doing it consistently, then you may find yourself, oh, I've been doing this for 45 minutes. And, and how much better are you going to sleep after that 12-hour shift if you've spent some time with God? Right. That's awesome. Well, um, what are some ways that I could use my learning style? So I'm a kinesthetic learner. Um, I like to have hands-on things. I know some people are visual learners, some people are auditory learners or whatever. Mm -hmm. How can I use those type of things to improve my Bible study habits? Well, I'm a visual learner and a, a little bit of kinesthetic, I think. Um, so I have found myself over the years writing notes in every class. You'll see me writing the notes and mm -hmm. however way I can. If I don't have a notebook, I write it on the back of the bulletin, but that helps me to remember it. And it also helps me to be able to go back mm -hmm. and study further. Um, and so I think taking notes, um, if you're an auditor auditory learner, you could listen to the Bible. I, I listen to books all the time, but I struggle listening to the Bible and gaining a lot from it. Mm -hmm. I just, it, it's just kind of in my, you know, 
in my ear Mm -hmm. and I I have to see it. And so that's the visual learner in me. Um, But I think writing scripture to try to memorize and things like that, if you're kinesthetic, um, would be the best way. Um, I've started studying with, along with this book called Five Minutes with God. It's by Rusty Hills. And um, he has different volumes. And I always struggle. I was telling Caitlin, I get to Leviticus and I'm like, what is all of this? Uh (laughs) It's just hard to get through Leviticus. And so he's going through the highlights of Leviticus. And I... And getting through it a lot easier because he'll give a little synopsis of that chapter. And it's not verse by verse through Leviticus, but it's, it is the highlights of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's helping me get through Leviticus. And that sounds so bad, but <laughs> it's hard. All the, hey. all the blood and all the things. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many like like things you have to visualize, like descriptions of stuff. I've always, in, in any books I've read, read um, like the descriptions of setting the scene, I usually skim through because I have such a hard yes. time putting that picture in my head when I just read it or just hear it. It's very abstract. And I've always been like that. I have a hard time seeing things in my brain so the descriptive I don't know everything in those books is so hard I know and and I think I'm the opposite because it, it all just comes to life in my brain and then they're talking about the blood offering and and that and and so it's all coming to life in my brain and it's a little disturbing sometimes <laughs> oh yeah I imagine so yeah I only get like that with like audio so like when I'm uh, like when I have the busy work days where I'm doing as much Bible as I can, sometimes just listening all the way to work. Um, those times are sometimes I just have to be like, okay, let's go somewhere that's not gonna be like telling me all about this stuff because I can't focus on the road because all like it can paint a picture for me. Um, with yeah, the audio. Honestly. So you're an aud- auditory learner, learner kind, probably. Kind of, yeah, because. I have really bad eyesight, so <laughs> so I struggle. There you go. I stumble over the words <laughs> sometimes. So we're all different, and I find yeah. myself mm-hmm. um, using a lot of highlighters and colors um, mm-hmm. in my Bible. Oh yeah, that's putting a lot of notes perfect. in the side, which I can only do that when children are not around. It's getting easier mm-hmm. with Adam. He he actually bless his heart he has he wants to mark in his bible too and so when I'm like sitting and he sees me doing that he will get his bible out find something a marker a crayon a pen whatever and just start underlining everything (laughs) (laughs) and so um, I want to encourage it instead of discourage it. So I just let him yes. do it. I mean, we can bu- always buy new Bibles. And he's mm-hmm. just constant, like, just marking everything. But it is very <laughs> hard to do stuff like that, um, especially in, like, a worship setting when you're listening to a sermon and you're trying mm-hmm. to also, like, have, you need, like, five hands. Especially if your husband's the one up there preaching. <laughs> 
So. Yes. Those... I, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of times, I wish that back in the day there was live recordings and all of those things. I mean, we had tapes or oh, CDs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have the visual that you could watch later on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be something that I would suggest is like, take, if you struggle studying, just opening the Bible and studying, mm-hmm. open up a sermon on YouTube and study along with that a little deeper. You could pause and, and do mm-hmm. a little bit of reading and cause sometimes they're trying to get it in in 25 minutes. And so, yeah, they don't go as deep as, as you could. Yeah, that's true. The pause button is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of on that line, um, sometimes when you just take your Bible and open it, it's easy to get lost, not know where to mm-hmm. begin. Um, so how do we find trustworthy resources that help guide us in that Bible study? Well, I think sometimes we make a big production about studying the Bible. We think we do have to have the highlighters and the post-its and the journal and and all the things that we've heard make Bible study good. And there there's nothing wrong with those things, but we do just have to open the Bible. You know, like we have to get that habit going first. Um, but there's a lot of resources in the church that that we can take advantage of. Um, there's podcasts like this and um, other podcasts that Scattered Abroad has, that the Light Network has. And, you know, there's there's just so many out there available mm-hmm. that would help. Um, then the Five Minutes with God that I was talking about, he's got different volumes. And so I found that one on Wayne's bookshelf and stole it. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me. But um, he has things like I'm going through Old Testament with that book. and But he has other like New Testament ones also. Um, Digging Deeper, Cindy Colley's study book um, is a good one. But I think just finding a resource that clicks with you to help you get into that study habit Um and then you may find yourself able to do it on your own later. But I, just figuring out how to start. Mm-hmm. And in the back of most Bibles, there's like different topics that are there. So mm-hmm. like even if you just start with a topic and yeah. kind of map out what do you want to glean from that. And like Cindy was saying, it does seem like a big production. Like, I'm not studying if I'm not making notes. But sometimes Bible study is just, like, listening and absorbing. Like, um, comprehension is going to be the main part of the studying. And, um, you know, there's many scriptures where it's saying that uh, we're to take God's word and meditate on it. So doesn't necessarily mean that I've got, like, 15 notebooks full of notes, but... Just like being able to study to the point where I can readily grab that scripture or know how to apply it in a situation. Um, 
especially for people who are auditory learners um i do like the notebooks and the and all of that and i'm not talking about resources right now and i'm so sorry it's okay. <laughs> but but um i got on this thought with like the resources that are auditory resources because um sometimes that's all you can do like mm -hmm. as a busy mom a busy worker whatever season of life you're in sometimes you're just super busy to, to the point where like sitting down is going to be difficult but um if you're if you're doing if you're able to make the time when you're able to comprehend something that you're listening to auditory i think that's where the the study comes in more mm -hmm. so than just like letting it play in the background which is good but um yeah, you don't have to make a big production of it. You just kind of have to to know that you're going to be in a situation where you can like absorb what you're studying um, with however you can, can get that knowledge in. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like <clears throat> the more um, the more things you have to have to study, the more excuses you can have why you can't right. do that, you know? Like, I don't have time to get mm -hmm. all that stuff out. I don't have, like, there's laundry on my kitchen table. I can't, like, lay everything out. You know, just the more things that have to go into it, the easier it is to say, well, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we can find those excuses and reasons not to do it if we have to make a big production out of every time we study the Bible. Right. Um, so do you I know I have found that... I dig deeper whenever I have a ladies' Bible class going on or if I'm getting ready to teach a lesson or even teaching children, just whatever I'm doing, if it if it's taking me one step further, then I get in that habit and I'm writing the lessons or, you know, those kind of things. And so shame on me for not doing it when I'm not doing a class, but that does help me dig deeper to have a topic. So I guess that's why I gravitate toward books or study guides or, you know, those kind of things so that it gives me a topic of study. Mm -hmm. And um, I, when, I, when I'm invited to do lectures, those are even a bigger beast to write the manuscript. I do not like writing manuscripts. Wayne always helps me with that. But it does help me just like go a little further and it sh has shown me over the years that I can study deeper. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be that shallow surface study. Mm -hmm. And and God has written this book that's just so amazing and has so much knowledge for us to be the better mom, the better worker, and all of that thing. So it, it just is helpful for me to have that topic. And be able to go to that. And I mm -hmm. thought when you were talking about the reference, mm -hmm. Paul Sane has a ready reference book. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I've always thought of those as, like, if somebody asks me a question, I can use the ready reference. But if I want to study a topic, he's got all the scriptures right there. And so I think that that's a good source, a resource. Right. That's awesome. So um, are any of these, like, your personal favorite resources um right now the five minutes with god is mm -hmm. probably my favorite because i get up every morning go on my back porch 
I'm in a different season than you all are. <laughs> that sounds but, so nice. But I can get my coffee and have that. And it's called Five Minutes with God because it's a short little Devo. But it, I have found myself in 30 minutes with God, an hour with God, because I do my prayer time then. And I mean, we can pray anytime during the day, anywhere we are. But it's not always as easy to open the Bible. So that gets me started. And whenever I start my day like that, so much better. Right. That's awesome. I, I, um, that's the dream, I think, is the, (laughs) (laughs) you know, waking up and like spending time outside. Um, but even though that's not possible all the time, every day, (laughs) that should not be an excuse to not do it. <laughs> right. And one thing I just came to my mind. I encourage you ladies, anybody, to start studying with your spouse. If you're married, make that time to do that and make that a habit. Wayne and I haven't always done that because we didn't make it a habit early on. We study individually, but I just think that Anytime we've ever even just discussed topics, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so get into that habit with your spouse, even if it's once a week that you sit down and have that time together to just discuss. Maybe it's a Sunday night and you discuss the sermons or, you know, whatever. But get into that because that's special. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And what better way to like encourage your husband to be a spiritual leader than to like sit down with him and like discuss those things. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's awesome. So how can all of this personal Bible study, once we form the habit, once we're, um, you know, digging deep and actually like getting something out every time it's not just surface level it's not a big production but we are um, studying it how can that kind of thing affect the other areas of my life well second peter 1 3 i just turned to that and i think this answers it as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So making this a habit, doing these things, is going to make your life better. You will better understand how God wants you to be as a wife, a mother, and I've I've said this already, but... He calls us to do this. He call, he challenges us to be better. And as we make these our habits, it's going to help us through all of our life. Like you're talking about knowing an answer, being ready to give an answer. We're called to do that. So I think that that, I hope I'm answering your question, but that's the crux of it all. That's making that habit, doing these things will make our lives stronger for God. Right. I love that. That's 
honestly, that is the main goal, you know, because it it will affect everything. Um, So how can incorporating prayer into our personal Bible study affect our spiritual growth? I think that prayer is going to make you have a better relationship with God. It will help you to build that foundation even stronger. You'll feel like God is closer to you, more involved in your life. Um, I know there's a lesson that I teach about Habakkuk, and he starts that book with, how long, how long are we going to go through this? And then at the end of the book, well, God calls him to get on the watchtower and look at what he's done. And then at the end of the book, he's saying, oh, wow, look at what God has done. He sees it. So sometimes we have to get on our watchtower. And part of that is our prayer to God and and really talking to God and being real in our prayer. And so I think if, if we are using our Bible study to understand what God wants us to do in our life, and we're praying about that and praying about our family and the things that we're going through, we're going to be able to see the things he is doing in our life. Mm. That's beautiful. It's our watchtower. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of y'all's like, you know, the short time y'all had to spend together. Thank you for taking time to talk to us about this because it's been really fun and it's really great to see you two, both of your faces. I know. I, know, I love it. We're together. I right. love it. <laughs> I love it. I know Piper and Chris and Wayne, they're all enjoying it. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, we've had a great vacation. We, we are celebrating our 30th anniversary. That's true. Yeah. Um, this year. Awesome. And so we wanted to come and visit family. Instead of go to Maine. <laughs> I yes, love instead it. of Maine, we came out west. Aw, <laughs> congratulations. When is y'all's um, anniversary? November 5th. November 5th. Okay, so it's coming up like really soon. Yes. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. And y'all go enjoy the rest of your the time you have. Thanks for spending some time with us. And thank you to well, all thank of you our all for listeners. inviting me. Of course. Thank you to all I the love you girls and I'm so proud of you and all the things you're doing. We love you too. <laughs> to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us and listening to this episode of When the Picture Isn't Perfect podcast. Please make sure you like and subscribe, um, share with your friends, and we will catch you next time.